Welcome back to the studios of Triple H 100.1 FM. This is Small Biz Matters with Alexi Boyd and I've got another great program in store for you right now. Just a reminder that if you miss any of today's show, you can, of course, tune into our podcasts on smallbizmatters.com.au, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, wherever you ingest your audio and get some fantastic small business education. So today we are checking in again with our mental health, which is always a great idea. And I've brought along our expert expert, our expertise, experted expert, Tim Hoopman, who is a Beyond Blue speaker and an expert when it comes to small business mental health in particular. He's going to be sharing some ideas around what is going on in this crazy world we currently live in. But the reason why I brought him on today's show was because way too many times in the last few weeks, I've heard people say that they're going to discount what it is that they're doing for a number of reasons. One, because it's online. A different platform, uh, they're not doing it in person or because the corporates that they're working with have suddenly have their budget slashed. But the question is, is what you're delivering any different because it's happening online? That's one question. The other question is, you know, have you, have you lessened your expertise or your experience or even the product and the service of what it is that you're delivering? Absolutely not. However, we are living in a different world where budgets have been sliced and the people out there who have got JOBs are really fearful for their own jobs, let alone having an allocation of a budget that can support you to do a delivery of a product they probably wouldn't be doing in any case. So it's a, it really is a big mishmash of issues that we need, to absolve, we need to solve, but more importantly, we need to position ourselves as small business experts in this strange new world. Tim, thanks for joining us again today. Thanks, Alexi. It's Always a pleasure being here. I love, love, love coming on your show and it's great to be in the, studio. in the studio. It's so exciting. My first round of guests for three months and it, it does make a huge difference because, you know, like everything, we all survive off body language and body cues and, and I think that's really important for radio and it's great to have community radio back in back in the seat again. So let's talk about that first issue that I mentioned about this whole notion that because I'm delivering something online, I should be discounting. Why is that uh, why is that something that you would argue you shouldn't be in the first place? So taking ourselves out of this whole COVID idea, we're using more things, more products and delivering more services online. Should that mean that we automatically discount? The answer to that would be depending what, sometimes depends what industry you're in mm. and, what, and what your product or service is. So sometimes it may be more effective to um, do it online and you can then offer some, uh, some cost savings to people. But if you generally talk about small business and you talk a lot about services, and that's um, what I've been offering on um, through my business or and you know things like coming on here, um, it it's an interesting conundrum because I think what's happened over the last few months has been quite catastrophic to people, and I can tell you from March to now I've been on personally on a unbelievable roller coaster ride, and at the beginning. It was just you'd wake up every day and look at the media and go, I really don't know what's going to happen to this world and I'm in the middle of it. So there was a lot of emotions and people were thinking differently. So I think um, coming back to do I then offer my services at a discount? Well, the first question is why? And it probably comes back to um, maintaining a a position of self-worth. So I believe when you're thinking about your mental health, when you're thinking about running a business... Um, a lot of it's about how do I value myself as an individual? How do I value my business? How do I value my team? And then how does that relate to the products and services that I am providing in the marketplace? And when we have very good self-worth, we're in a great 
position to increase our confidence and we're much more resilient to people asking for a discount or you know being in a position where they might be um, you know trying to get you to uh, do it at a much greater discount or at a or sometimes free or whatever they're trying to do um, you can be much more resilient because you're confident you've got great self-worth you're looking after your mental health and you can be much more resilient now the f- past three months have thrown a lot of that up in the air so someone like me who struggles with anxiety has, can be at times more resilient because I've got a toolkit of things that I go to to help me. Um, but a lot of people are feeling um, you know, anxious or angry or frustrated. And some of those feelings that they've never had the extremeness of that before. So then they go into their business and it throws it around. Someone comes along and asks them for a bit of a discount and they go, oh my gosh, what, how am I going to deal with this? I'm you know, it's devastating what's wrong with me. Mm. So we flip back to that lack of self-confidence, what's wrong with me? Whereas the intent of what that person's doing may not be asking for a, disc- um, a big discount. They might be just asking for a bit of help. So do you ask why? Is that a good uh, strategy when you're being asked to discount given the current crisis that every business is in? Do you turn around and say, well, why is it that you're asking me to make my rates cheaper? Or is that a little bit too obtuse? Or again, do you have to look at the relationship you've got with that person before asking those sort of questions? I think it would depend on the relationship you have with those um, people, because in some cases you may have a long-standing relationship. You might be know you might know what's going on in their business. They might know what's going on in yours. So you can have a very open and frank discussion. Um, for other situations, you might know, not know anything about them. So you would have to be um, much clearer up front. You would have to have a conversation with them about what their expectations are and, and then go back to what your offering is, product or service, how you're delivering that. It may have changed, as you mentioned before. It might be going online because a lot of people have pivoted to do that um, very effectively but also as a, um, a way to survive. But that doesn't mean that that, that should then be devalued. Mm. I guess that's the question, isn't it? Are they asking to discount the price because of economic conditions or are they devaluing you? And that's maybe the, the conversation you need, need to have with yourself. If, um, if realistically you've got that great relationship with them and you can say, oh, is this because you've had your budgets cut? Or is this because you yourself, who was a full-time worker, are now down to two days a week and you would like to continue this relationship with me, but you don't have the budget to, to, to assist? Um, yeah, I guess it does come down to those open and honest relationships, but also being open and honest with yourself and really realising that they're not necessarily devaluing, but you have to also be able to recognise when they are and taking advantage of a situation. Yeah, certainly when you're in a situation of pitching your services, or product, um, you know, selling to an existing client or to a new client, um, you really need to be very, very clear about... Um, your level of comfort, your value, and how you go about doing that. Now, during this past three months, it's been scary. I have at times felt, oh my gosh, if I don't take that job at any rate, um, will I ever get another one? Mm. And And those sort of fears have been real because if you look at what has been portrayed in the media, um, you know, it's, there's been some scary, scary stuff. Now, as time has gone on, we've started to adjust to that and people have had to get back on with their business. And it's really important then, I think, 
to be really clear with people about their expectations, ask them about their budget. I've been in situations where I've done a great job of that or I haven't asked and then it's been disappointing later. And I think one of the, one of the key things that I've learned um, over the past three months is that every business has been impacted differently and what's happening to you in your business is not necessarily what's happening to somebody else. And whether you're a large corporate or a small, a small business owner, some, some of you may have been impacted horrendously and others may not have been. So part of it is around having a conversation with how you're going as a business owner and how they are. And then feeling really confident that when you're going into that discussion, that you're prepared, what you're prepared to do. And you might be prepared to to offer a slight discount. I'll give you a really good example. Um, I was asked to do um, a talk on mental health um, for a not-for-profit. Now, the interesting thing about that is I had a choice. I could go into that discussion. I did my research on the company. I understood it was a not-for-profit. Um, I knew the person that had asked me very well, um, and she was looking for someone to come in and help her um, deliver clear message to a team. Now, I could have run in there and just said, here's my rate. Um, this is how I operate. Um, that's what I'm, that's all I'm going to do. But what I did go when we started discussing it was a not-for-profit. I went, well, normally this is my rate. But in this case, because of the great work you do, I've chosen to give you a discounted rate. And what's, where's your budget lie? So we had an open and frank discussion then. And I felt very, very comfortable at the end of the day with the job that I did and the rate that I was paid. Now, that was different to other times, but we'd had a discussion about what was important. But that language that you used, I've chosen Mm. to do this, I've done my research, I understand this is your position, am I right? How do you feel about it? Like, I've chosen, I think that is such a powerful phrase to use when you're negotiating because it brings the power back to you and it says that I'm the one who's, well without sounding arrogant, I've made this decision and this is what I'm willing to offer and this is how I'm willing to negotiate. I think that's a really powerful phrase to use when you're having that discussion. Absolutely. And that brings it back to, um, do I have strong self-worth and am I very, very confident? And when I am as an individual running a business, I'm able to step into that discussion in control. Mm. But there's words that you can use to make yourself feel more empowered. And I think that's a great example too. Yep. I've chosen, I'm, I'm choosing. <laughs> you won't have to convince yourself while you're having that discussion, but that's okay because you need sometimes that little yep. boost up. Because it's very confronting when someone comes to you and says, I really like what you, the service that you offer but, or the products you do, but I don't really want to pay what you're asking me to pay. That's very, very difficult to deal with. And in, in a number of cases, I've been confronted with that. And the very first place I go to is what's wrong with me. And that steps you back into that realm of um, devaluing yourself, not sure of your self-worth, you know, not being resilient and having good mental health. Whereas if you're having a discussion up front about what their budget is, then you might go, well, I'm really sorry, I can't. I can't help you in this case mm. or in the case of a not-for-profit or I've, um, I've been in situations where there are some great associations around. There might be community um, groups 
that are genuinely out there trying to help small business. And I would gladly at times step into that discussion and go, you know what, because of the great work you're doing, I'm going to help you out here and this is what I'm going to do. But that's not necessarily that you can't ask for something just no. because it's not remunerated. Uh, you know, you can ask for some branding. You can make sure that when they're pushing out this uh, presentation to their members, this is a great online tip, everybody. If you're offering some services at a discounted or free rate, then you ask for all of the um collateral that they're sending out about the event to also have your branding all over it mm-hmm. and you approve it first. So that empowers you as well to say, look, I'm going to check this and I'm going to give the okay before it gets pushed out through your channels and I'm going to do you a favour and push it out through my channels as well. So there's ways that you can get remunerated in um, in other ways and but maintaining that relationship. And that's that's something else I wanted to ask you about in terms of the product of what you're offering Um, there's something that you mentioned during our prep that needs to be considered, which is what if the uh, presentation that you're doing online is recorded? Why does that have to be asked and why do you have to check on that as a a presenter or somebody who's offering a service online? I think um, part of the answer to that is um, over our association um, for a number of years now, I've... um, and the work you've done on this radio station and how you control your content, I've actually learned a lot from you in, in terms of that. Hmm. So when when the last few months came about and, you know, I started um, doing more online, I've watched other people take um, their content that they would be doing to an audience that is a one-off, that isn't recorded, that somebody comes along there and if they write notes or take a few pictures of the slides, that's their own record, but it's not recorded otherwise and, and shared. Um, I've watched um, people then have to grapple with how do I deal with that? And that, and I think that clearly comes back to um, what's going to happen to your content? How is it going to be used? Is it going to be on a website that'll just be there forever and a time and it could go to, you know, 100 people or could go to 1,000 people. You need to ask some information about, you know, who's this going to, how long do they, um, would they be using that information for, how long would it sit there? And then again, going back to the beginning and um, being really, really clear in your letter of engagement. And I think we've, we've talked about that on this um, station before. Valuing yourself um, really well um, means that you're clear up front with the engagement. I'm going to deliver this for you. This program or this training now will be online, you'll then have use of that content um, for your members or your customers or whoever it is um, forever um, and therefore our arrangement changes. And it should change in terms of remuneration as well in that case because you're offering it to a wider audience. Mm. So I think that that's that's, that's a great point that you're making. You need to make sure that you're asking the question, is this being recorded? then who does that go out to and how are you monitoring that? And then at the end of the day, you need to, if they say, oh, it's only going to be up on our website for like a couple of months afterwards, fine, that's what we've agreed to. Put a note in your diary. So in a couple of months time, you're checking to see if that's still there because that's remunerated or not, discounted or not, that's part of the arrangement that you've got and make sure everything's in writing as well. Yeah, most definitely. It's not easy. And if you're not used to, having your information uh, or your session recorded and then making it available online, it's kind of a difficult conversation. And I personally have had some of those difficult conversations and some of them I've gone completely 
the wrong way and others I've managed better over time, but it's a little bit of a learning process. One of the, um, one of the situations I did get into, which was really interesting because no one had asked me this before. So in, in my case, if I go along and do a talk on mental health and I stand in a room and there's 100 people or 200 or 50 or whatever it is, um, and you provide this is the content and this is the cost, Often there's a little bit of a discussion about it or not. What I found when we went on lo- when I went online was people were like, oh, well, you're not going to come to a, our meeting and it's online. What was your hourly rate again? And I went, oh, hang on a minute. Um, I don't charge by an hourly rate. And just because it's recorded for an hour doesn't mean that that's the, only the value. And in fact, what I said to one person was, I've got 30 years experience and that goes into this one hour. Yes. And that is an important factor about valuing yourself. It's not just the hour that you're there and that conversation around, you know, valuing your time is so Mm. important as well. I wanted to bring up another really important issue that I think I would like more people out there who are thinking about this sort of work or thinking about going into the idea of delivering content and their expertise is that everything should be remunerated. So enough with the whole corporate's mining small business for their information data. Information about small business and all of the sectors and the way that we work and our processes and our mindset is very valuable to corporate. So I would encourage anybody who's being asked by, you know, the managing director of a company to have a chat, that that's what they're doing. They're trying to get out of you how you operate and you as a potential client. So value that time because you're bringing with you all that level of experience and all those years of being a small business owner and you need to make sure that that's a consultation rate. Now, that's a bigger question other than just talking about online now, but I just wanted to put that in there because I think way too many times the big boys are mining us for information and data and therefore growing their business and their strategy around what we say and that should be remunerated. Yeah, and I've seen... Um, a lot of small business owners um, manage that incredibly well. So a good example um, was a friend of mine. Um, what they will do in those situations is they will provide a phone discussion for maybe 15 or 20 minutes um, and that's it. They'll have a discussion because sometimes you need to start the conversation True. before it leads to um, a greater opportunity. So you need to, to give something. In my opinion, you need to give something and then you'll often get something in return. But be clear about that up front. Um, And in doing that, you set the ground rules to start with, you have that conversation, and then if that leads to something else, great. But then you can be in a position of um, being able to be clear about your fees and your for service and how you operate. And I think now more than ever, um, we've got to be very careful that we don't believe that every business is experiencing financial hardship. There are a lot of businesses that aren't. And so let's let's ask the question. Let's be really clear with them what situation they're in. And then you go about your business helping them accordingly. That's a, that's a really good tip, having that open conversation and asking the question, well, what is it that you're going to gain out of this and what are your budgets in terms of what could be remunerated? But given that we are in a world where budgets have been completely slashed almost to nil, how do we thrive? How do we uh, see these opportunities as a success if money's not in the picture? What are some strategies you can do to, you can suggest to make sure that our mental health still feels as though we're moving forward, even though the remuneration is nothing like what we're used to? 
I think there's a there's a few things there. So, in particular, if you have a team, you would continue to celebrate success, and you go about doing that, whatever the revenue stream has been, because your business offering is excellent. Your team are part of that. So let's celebrate those successes, even when times are difficult. The other thing to do if you're in social media is sometimes celebrate those um, successes online. So for example, if you're a sole um, trader and you're going about doing some great work, well, share that with other people and and be really proud of that. Um, And in most cases, when we share our successes, we're not going... I had a great success and it delivered $10,000. We don't talk in terms of that. We go, I helped this situation accordingly and this is what I did. And and that's really, really good for your self-worth. It's really good for your mental health because what we're doing is in particular, our thoughts are so important when it comes to mental health, we're turning to the positive. And in all this chaos and all this noise and every time you turn the telly on, if you're then going about your business, you're then standing in front of your team, you're then standing online and talking to other people and you start with a positive, I can tell you now, it makes you feel a damn sight better. Mm. I got into the situation in the beginning of being overwhelmed with the, the badness that was happening in the world and it, and it weighed on me. And then one day I realised, based on the work that I've been done, that um, in, in fact that Beyond Blue had taught me, was your thoughts are really important, turn them positive no matter how tough it is. And all of a sudden, things start to feel a little bit better. Start with a positive, share your successes, whatever you're being remunerated for. It's a wonderful strategy uh, to help top and tail the end of the program. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. The, the time has just flown by and I'm sure we could talk about this for a very long time in terms of valuing yourself, but putting ourselves in this weird crisis situation that we're all experiencing. It's always good to tap in uh, to mental health, especially with it being Mental Health Week, Men's Mental Health Week. So, um, Tim, could you just share with us some great resources that are available on the Beyond Blue and Heads Up uh, websites? Okay, so firstly, I believe over the last three months, Beyond Blue have done an outstanding, outstanding job um, providing support material for COVID-19. Like if you go onto their website, they have a section now, they have online forums, they have information um, not only about you as an individual, but about how you're dealing with working at home, how you're dealing coming back to work. Um, They have such a great um, support network um, and therefore I'm just always so proud to stand up and say, oh, um, you know, I'm a speaker for Beyond Blue, but they are doing an outstanding job and you will find their information on LinkedIn, Facebook or directly on their website or um, on Twitter. They do a really good job. And the second area to go is um, headsup.org.au. Very, very business focused, but again, um, great information for all levels of an organisation, right through from a small business owner um, with a team or as, or an individual, all the way through to large organisations with multi-levels of managers. Really, really good resources. They will help you and they will help you sometimes have a conversation with your team during this hard mm. time. So please take time to go to the Beyond Blue website or the headsup.org.au website. Fantastic. And of course, Tim, people can find you and what it is that you do on uh, LinkedIn and you've got a new website. Yes. 
Which TimHopeman.com. Is, well, <laughs> nailed it. Great. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming again on the program. And, of course, don't forget you can catch up via smallbizmatters.com.au where we have over 170 small business education podcasts. We are all about small business education, advocacy and support. And if you've got a topic that you don't think we've covered, which is entirely possible, please let us know and we will find an expert to deliver you some great content. Thanks for listening. I've been Alexi Boyd and I'll see you all next week.